Hi folks, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are currently live in the breakout room. Today again we have an amazing episode for you as we continue to share information and content that would bring you to a place of achieving health, happiness and prosperity. So without further ado, let us introduce our guest for today. Her name is Rosalind Warren, and she is an intuitive wealth and abundance coach for soul-led CEOs. Now, there's so much more about this individual, this coach that we can introduce to you at this time, but it is even more important that you hear it from her herself. So let's introduce our guest for today, live in the breakout room, Rosalind Warren. Welcome. Welcome. Good to see you. Very excited <laughs> to, to have be here. You. All right. Wonderful. I appreciate that. Love that spirit. Love that energy. Glad to have you in the breakout room. So, Rosalind, tell our people, our audience, tell the world about who Rosalind Warren is and what your main message for people, first of all, in general, represents. It's... Uh... Wonderful, because in my uh, journaling work this morning, um, we were like this like mission statement kind of poured through, you know, it, it, uh, it everything just grows and expands. We're, I'm all about expansion. Right. <laughs> and, right. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm all about sacred life mastery. Mm -hmm. And for me, what that means is I train and mentor people mm -hmm. to have a rock solid, deep, connection to their soul and to their guidance and it's about authenticity okay. it's about um being fully yourself and so it's very very exciting and i i love your um your tag about you know happiness and prosperity because i am all about that my uh my journey uh to this life began <clears throat> I was uh, had fallen into which I, it's common for humans, and I was thinking today I was standing right above the space where I was sitting that particular day, and I went, "Wow, that was 19 years ago. <laughs> so a lot has changed." But I had fallen into the trap of complaining and um, facing reality. And when I recognized it, because of course I wasn't happy, who could be happy <laughs> when you're always yes, seeing the negative yes. side of things? And I've always right. been a very positive person. So it, when I finally realized that I had fallen into that, it was, it was very bemusing to me because I'm the one I drive my husband crazy because I'm there's any cloud. I can give you the silver lining immediately. Well, what if we looked at it that way? So yes. to have <clears throat> to have fallen there was very interesting. And the main way I got myself out was I decided that I was going to lean toward happy. Okay. So my original website and everything was lean toward happy. And I realized that leaning toward happy is actually a piece of sacred life mastery so it got rolled together but mm -hmm. it's the idea that something happens now you're at choice i'm like we always have free will and to yes. me, this is the free will okay I can choose to look that way or i can choose to look that way i can choose if i'm going to lean toward happy and we're not saying something happens and you just go, oh, I'm happy, happy, happy. No, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. It's hard okay. to jump from something huh, to happy unless it's fake. And that's not what we're talking about here. But we're talking about having this deep abiding energy within you that something happens my catchphrase is because it's an energy neutral phrase. Well, that's interesting. 
Mm. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to take a breath and decide, am I going to whine about it or am I going to respond to it? And how do I wish to respond to it? What would I prefer? Instead okay. of running through life, going from banging in for bang to bang to bang to bang to bang, reacting to everything. Or like most good little girls and boys have been trained, we just shove it down. Mm. And we shove it down and everything's fine. It's all it's all fine. You just stomped all over me, but it's fine until wow. the day we erupt like Vesuvius because you can't hold all of that feeling inside. You've got to deal with it. You've got to process it. You've got to feel it. So once we learn how to respond instead of react, we can take care of all of these things. And so now today, I'm happy 99.99% of the time. <laughs> and when I'm not, <laughs> when I'm not, I have a process that I use and I can pull myself back into what for me is equilibrium. Okay. Great. Wonderful. That has been very, very deep, Rosalind. And thank you for sharing. You have a descriptive term that you use to describe the main genre, I suppose, of who your clients are or the folks that you work with. Mm -hmm. And it is soul-led CEOs. Yes. I want you to tell us exactly how that term came about <laughs> and the inspiration behind it, because it really sounds deep and descriptive. Yes. Um, so, you know, if, if you're in anyone in business, you know that one of the things is, who is your client? Who is your client? Who is your client? Oh, here, one more time. I'm going to go. <laughs> and my, because I consider Sacred Life Mastery as a lifestyle business. We, we are okay. not focused specifically in on anything. We are focused in on your life. So my topics are broad. All right. But they are their life, okay. right? And so for me, I do work with, and it ends up being a lot of women. So I'm not exclusively women, but it tends to be women. Right. Yeah. It's And most of them end up being um, someone who is looking at or is running an online business. So there's that piece. For me, the, the catch term CEO means anyone who is self-led. A CEO is the chief executive officer. And it's not, not a, because we get in trouble if we start, if you're in control of your life, because that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> but are you the person who makes the decisions in your life? Or... Are you doing things because so-and-so told you this is how you had to be? Somebody told you you needed to do that. Somebody told, oh, you got to do it this way. And so you listen to all these people and you're like in this giant muddle. And you don't realize you're in a muddle. You're just running around trying to make everybody happy. We have a, we have a do not people please process around here. Because that's another way we get trapped. We can't be authentic selves if we're trying bent into a pretzel, trying to please everybody else. So a CEO is someone who has determined that, no, I know what's best for my life. I'm connected to my source. I'm connected to God, if you will. I'm connected to spirit. I know what's best for my life. I can feel it in my gut when something's a yes, and I can feel it when it's a no, and I have boundaries that let everyone else know in a loving way, these are the boundaries. It's a yes, it's a yes, it's a no, it's a no, the end. All of this dithering around trying to make decisions is, it. it's a distraction from the greatness that you actually have within you to give to the world. 
it's a way in which, which we're coming to this procrastination piece, but it's yes. a way in which the part of you that's still a scared little girl or a little boy <laughs> says, mm, we're going to hide. <laughs> and it, it gets built into and programmed into your nervous system. And it needs to be taken care of at that level. Uh, I just heard someone say yesterday and I went, yeah, we talk a lot about, I, I want to be safe. I want to be safe. I want to feel safe. Thinking about your nervous system and how you feel from a nervous system angle, your nervous system is hardwired for familiar. Okay. Think of the frog in the water as it slowly rises to boiling and then the little yeah. frog is gone. Now yeah. the frog would never jump into boiling water, <laughs> but he will sit there and literally boil because it's familiar. And so where are we in our lives doing things from habit, doing things because it's, Oh, this term, it's the way we've always done it. I hate it. I don't want to do it, but it's the way we've always done it. <laughs> That's not safe. But the unknown, anything out of your comfort zone, if you will, your known paradigm is carry to your mm. nervous system because your nervous system is hardwired to keep you alive. Okay. And we did have to worry about what Tyrannosauruses and starvation when we were first created and we've carried some of that forward with us, but we're done with that. 99% anyone listening to me here, us today, you are not worried about Tyrannosauruses and probably you're not worried about where your next meal is coming from. Wow. Yeah. Why Thank do we so live much. that way? Yes. Yes. Why yes. do we live that way? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I am a bit taken back by the way in which you express and explain the philosophy, the belief, and the importance of that soul-led connection. My question here is, what kind of challenges do people actually face when you work with them? And you speak specifically about individuals understanding the term CEO, what it means. And it's not just in terms of business, but it's also in terms of their personal life. And I appreciate that aspect of it, being able to take charge of your life making decisions that are in your best interest without wondering about the ecosystems around, but just being able to connect with that energy, that force, that spirit, God, mm -hmm. whoever it is or whatever it is that keeps your boat afloat, so to speak. I understand the depth of that. But the question here is, how do people get to that position when they are not there yet? When they come to you, what are some of the challenges that you have to work with them to overcome before they can actually begin to see themselves playing that specific role yeah. as a soul-led CEO? Um, <clears throat> which I think is what all great coaches do. Yeah. Is we take people the same path we were on. Okay. We're mentors. I, I tell my people, I said, you know, there, there are the exceptions. There are the Deepak Chopras of the world that are, <laughs> you know, they're out there. They're big. Right. And we can see their light because it's so big. The rest right. of us, <laughs> we're only a few steps ahead of the people we're working with because we're holding the lantern in our hand. And they've got to be able to see it to follow us. So I'm simply sharing with them what I did, how it worked for me. Um, there's one technology I have, which I, it's actually free on my website. And y'all can have it as we're talking about it. You, if you want it, you can have it. Um, 
so I, so I have these tools and these tricks and these, these processes. And I would say the number one starting point besides leaning toward happy, because we've already covered that is to understand and recognize and begin to listen to the thoughts that run through your mind. Because there are some very important things to know about that. Number one, 99.9% of the thoughts that parade through your mind in a never-ending stream are not yours. Mm. Wow. Feel it. Yeah. They belong to someone else or something else. Mm. At some point in your life, most a lot of them we carry that's why i do a lot of inner child work we healing that um not healing is not the right word bringing your inner child who when they were traumatized at whatever age or point it was and it could simply be being humiliated Mm. by accident by a very tired parent you know it's not a trauma like oh well you know None. I don't believe any of us came through childhood unscathed. Just saying, mm. it's a yeah, human experience. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's part of the ride. Okay, it's part of the. It's the part of the process because when we come here, oh my goodness, have you ever like um, been somewhere where there's a tiny baby, or or you know like under six months, and you you lock eyes with that child and you just they are wise souls they're still connected fully to all that is they're trying to figure out where where am i and why am i here how did i land here (laughs) What, what are these crazy people you know and then at some point we begin to separate and then we have our human experience more than our spiritual experience. I liken it to going to Disneyland. <laughs> you want to ride on the teacup ride till you throw up. That's what early life is. And then we get to a point where we go, oh, we're going down there. No, no, we're going to Epcot Center. <laughs> we're, we're going to a place where there are adults. There are this nice things we can do and see. But I can sit calmly every now and then, and I'm also not going to burn up from the heat, and I'm certainly not going to puke. So, no, that's our awakening to coming back into our spiritual life. So it's all part of the process. So we we let go of blame. But what most of us do until we understand this and we recognize this, and that's my whole dance process, daring awareness, nurtures, creativity, and expansion. It's a journaling process that my guides gave me for this very thing. It has a little process for getting something happens. Your mind automatically goes and makes up a story about it. Well, that person did, and they did it because, and now we're, now you know, no. You're off to the races. Your entire day is off the rails. And if you don't recognize it and and know how to, number one, stop it, and then pull yourself back into equilibrium, pull yourself back into response instead of reaction, bless them and let it go, feel the feelings, We're not talking about stuffing feelings, but we're talking about not allowing someone else to continually rain on your parade. So I liken these voices in my head to a parade. It's a monkey parade and it just goes by constantly. Before you know what's happening, you're actually in the parade. Now, your job is usually picking up behind monkeys or elephants, if you get my drift at what your job is there, right? You're in the muck and the mud of it. When you learn this, that these thoughts in your head, they don't belong to you anyway. uh, They are not you. 
whatever your brain is telling you, you're, you're tired, you're dumb, you don't have your act together yet, you really married the wrong person, all those kinds of things, it's not true. It's not who you are. It's just flotsam rooting around and we're pulling it into our brain and thinking it's us. So then you begin watching what you're thinking. And that dance process helps with that. But now you have stepped out of the parade and you're on the sidewalk observing this parade going by. And my promise to you is, it took probably a year, year and a half maybe for me. I was brand new at it. I, who knew? Now, I can hear that parade tuning up about two streets over. And I go, eh, no, no permit here. No. So I can cut off one of the monkey parades before it even gets in my mind. And that's how, so once we get that rocking and rolling, now you're clear minded, you're clear headed. Now you've got a little more space to actually hear the quiet voice of your spirit. <laughs> yeah. And that deserves a quiet moment as well. So, Rosalind, with regards to the challenge of procrastination, I must confess that there are times when I believe I have procrastinated about things that I should have been much more proactive and efficient about. Mm -hmm. But I always remind myself that don't be too hard on yourself. If it is not a priority, don't beat up yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I remind myself as well, additionally, that it's a matter of having good habits, good practices, and making good choices. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, what you can do today, why wait for tomorrow? If you so, can get it done, so much to can, say. <laughs> if you can get it done, Rosalind, <laughs> she's laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. No, number one, the magic key to yeah. stop and go and, and ask guidance uh -huh. is that word should. Okay. No, you never should do anything. Mm, you do it you. because you want to. You do it because mm. you're called to do it. You do it because you're pulled to do it. Now, yes, right. we've got this whole procrastination thing going on, which is an actual trauma response. Yeah. So we want to take care of and deal with that piece of it so that you are not <clears throat> putting things off because of this trauma response, which we can talk about a little bit um, in a minute. But once you get past that, now, this is why my thing is procrastination may not be what you think. Yeah. Now we've got the piece that if you are soul led and you are flowing with spirit, there's going to be a lot to do. Mm -hmm. We all have a lot to do. That's yeah. life. We have a lot to do. Yeah. I had to get dressed yeah. and show up here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I wanted to. Right. Because this is this is where I'm supposed to be in this moment. Okay. So procrastination, I have found, is also sometimes spiritual guidance. Mm. Okay. I will I have my lists. Now mm -hmm. I, I don't do I don't do giant to-do lists and things. Um I do uh, it's actually out of Abraham Hicks. They call it the placemat <laughs> process. Yeah. But it's the idea of you list everything that you need to do, list it down. But that list is the universe's list. So your idea is not, I'm going to make this long list of all the stuff I've got to do. 
is I'm going to make this list of stuff that the universe has kind of brought to my mind that I might ought to do. And I'm giving it to the universe to begin pre-paving, to begin working everything out in the background because everything always works out for me. Okay. So the universe is at work, bringing around the synchronicities, lining up the people, all of those kinds of things. And then every day, or, you know, whenever I sit down for what am I, oh, what am I going to do today? I can go over the list. And one of my favorites is a phone call that needed to be made. So I had to make a phone call to, it was a governmental office for something. And I'd hit it and i go, not today. Now, that can feel like and look like procrastination. Yes. But I'm having a conversation, not with my head and not with my twisted up guts about, I don't want to talk to these people. They drive me crazy. You know, not that I'm in conversation with source. Am I doing this today? Not today. Okay. Mm. I went on. Oh, oh, we're doing. Oh, good. We're doing that. Oh, good. I have this call with Andy today. We're doing that. Okay. Yeah. So then all the rest of the stuff stays there. So one day I'm on my doing my list. It probably been about five days. And so every day I'm like, you know, I really don't try not to use ought and should. <laughs> Isn't it about time to get this off my plate? I'm about tired of it. And there, so finally one day it was like, yep, go ahead and call them. I called. Someone picked up on the second ring. She was happy and joyful. She knew what I needed, took care of it. It was over and done. And in the conversation, I discovered she'd been on vacation for two weeks. If I had called when I it first came out, oh, we need to call them about this. And I had made the call. Who knows if I even got through. I'd have got somebody that didn't even want to be answering the phone because it wasn't their job anyway. They were having to sit in and they wouldn't have known what I needed. It would have been frustrating all the way around. But because I was willing to allow source to give me the energy, if you will, to do it, it was a three minutes done. Now, then my mind wants to say, see, you could have done that four days ago. If that's all it was, you could have done it four days ago. But fortunately, uh, the universe lined us up so I would have a teaching story. <laughs> and we had the conversation that she wasn't there four days ago. She was only there the day the universe had lined everything up and she was happy to be back at work. She hadn't been there long enough to be upset again. <laughs> So it all worked out perfectly. So we've got that going on. Now, the procrastination side from trauma, that's another neurological system issue. Because it's when we try to step out of our comfort zone, we want to have a big goal. We want to do something we've never done before. My guidance just gave me this information the other day. And um, then this morning it came back around. So I think it's because it's supposed to be said here. When you are living your life as a soul-led person, we all know what we're doing nine-tenths of the time. We are leading edge creators. We are creating things that have never existed before. We are standing on the edge of a crevice where to human mind we go, there's not another step to take. I will fall off of this hill. But our spirit and heart know that when we pick up our foot and we put it down, the ground comes under us. We are cre literally creating aiding, co-creating the universe as we do our work. Our minds, they don't know what we're doing. There's no way for them to know what we're doing. It's never been done before. 
Our hearts know, our souls know. And then the big thing of trust, that's the big thing we're building here is trust. We trust that I've been given this mission. I've said, yes, the universe is going to see it through. How? I don't know. I don't care. I know it's going to be awesome. My mind goes, are you crazy? Nervous system. There might be a Tyrannosaurus out there. <laughs> but what we've found is from working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients is it comes back to something that happened to us at some point in our life hmm. where we were brave and we did take this on and we said yes and we poured our hearts into this goal we had we'll call it a goal we had this goal and we worked toward it and it didn't matter if people said oh, it'll never work we went watch me you know oh maybe you should try it this way nope i'm doing it this way we worked and we worked and we worked and we worked and we, worked and we threw our whole hearts into it and then it didn't work it fell flat it failed and it broke our hearts that's the goal trauma that now set up in your nervous system every time you say this i really feel this i'm going to do this big thing your nervous system will so the very first thing is yeah how are you gonna do that hmm. starts shutting you, and you oh that's right oh i don't know and now you've got all these thoughts and all this stuff we, we label it procrastination you just can't get started. You can't get any motivation. You come up with a hundred things to do. My goodness, the refrigerator must be cleaned out in this moment. Or I've got to go check something on Facebook. And three hours later, you're still over there wandering around. And then I call these the, <laughs> they're mysterious behaviors. Because at the end of the day, you go, why did I do that? I wanted to, we'll just make something up. I wanted to write a chapter in my book. Why didn't I clean out the refrigerator? Why did I wander off into Facebook land or whatever else we do? So they fe it feels mysterious, but all it is, is our internal nervous system trying to protect us. There's technologies that we can use that can go in and heal that, just dissolve the trauma itself, calm the nervous system down so that now you're able to actually set big goals. What most of us end up doing is we give up on the big goals that we really, really want. And logically we say, well, I don't know how to do it. So, but here's the thing. If you've got something that you want to accomplish and you know, every step of the way, it's no longer a goal. It's a task list. Mm. You know, you're wow. just doing the same thing you've been doing. Okay, cool. You know, I mean, it's putting bread on the table. Yay. But the thing is, it's not what you really, really want. So we might have a big goal and let's just use money because it's fun to use. Let's just say you have a big goal of making $50,000 this month. And you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Okay, fine. <clears throat> um, but I, you know, I've been doing five, so I could do six. Okay, I'm going to do 6K this month. Yay. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's not what you want. It's not exciting. It's not hop out of bed and let's do it. But when you can allow yourself to have that 50k are you going to reach it this month you could anything's possible so you don't are you further along than five sure but more than that you're excited you are thrilled you're you're not procrastinating you are banging it out. You're doing the do. You're, oh, look, I met this person and this thing opened up and that. And I just, I'm so excited. Life is good. Somebody says, how's it going? And you go, you won't believe it. It's wonderful. 
because you have your sights set on something bigger than you, but you can't even want it when you're clamped down with this interior safety mechanism. That's what I'm passionate about is let's clean this up so that we can all go for what we really, really, really want. Because that's what lights the hmm. fire. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Rosalind. I'm listening very carefully to what you're saying and developing a sense of a holistic approach to being as an individual, as someone who desires to accomplish things that are specific and what we consider to be vital, not only to our existence, but to that of our family, our businesses, and so on. And you speak about that soul-led connection. You speak about that spiritual connection. That's extremely important to me. Mm -hmm. And I know it is important to a whole lot of people because you cannot deny the fact that we are body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. How does a robust spiritual life lead to that kind of prosperous thinking that eventually manifests itself into our lives and becomes not just a thought process, but mm -hmm. a tangible reality? Yeah. Well, it starts with the basics, which is a, a opening up space to make that connection in a deeper way. Most okay. of us living, um, we've, we've all had, most of us, some, um, especially when you're my age, <laughs> you have had uh, some connection with or run into or heard of uh, religion. And, and some, you know, the, the thought and thinking of God and all that. And then it gets all, it goes muddled from there because now yeah. we've got, you know, uh, I remember, and if your um, audience isn't familiar with Abraham Hicks, they've been talking about prosperity for, for years and years and years and years. And uh, someone asked them once, uh, may we share what you're sharing with us, with other people? And they said, oh, of course. Just don't tell them that they must believe it or then you've turned it into a religion and we wouldn't like that. So that's one thing like even with my work, I am sitting here very, uh, what, effervescently <laughs> sharing what has happened for me, how it has impacted my life, how I work it. But I am not sitting here at all telling you, you have to do it this way. It's everyone's walk, everyone's journey is individual. And if there's one thing I said that you would, oh, that lady's crazy, drop it and let it go. It's not for you. Just let it go. And yeah. learning, learning the way your body fits in to all of this because your body is a consciousness facilitator meaning your body can tell you what's true for you and what's not and you can feel when things are true and you can feel when things are not true for you in this moment this this and then there are spiritual practices. I have spiritual practices. I have some energy work that I do every day that clears, clears the energy of all the people and all the monkey parades wanting to come by and all that stuff. Um, journaling for me is a massive, massive way um, that I stay connected. Um, I love a process. I actually call it waltzing. So once you okay. finish learning how to dance, you can waltz, right? <laughs> ah. And it's you, I sit and we've been doing it now for so long. Uh, the, the spiritual guidance that I have, the, the name I use is Sophia. And so I just put my R, now we're down to R and S, you know, R dot dot. And I'm like, 
Can we connect every morning? Can we connect? Yes, of course. And now we're there. And I've been doing it a long time. So it's okay. very easy to make the connection. And then just it's stream of consciousness. You know, this happened, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. That'd be, oh, do I make that phone call to that stinking company today? <laughs> yes. Da, da. Not yet. Okay. Um, you know, what's, what is the, uh, what's the number one thing? And I don't use do. We're too, we're too do oriented anyway. So um, what do I need to, who do I need to be today? Ah. To really reach these people. Who do I need to be um, to be my most authentic self today? Mm. I just saw it was uh, it was credited to Lewis Carroll. So it must have been Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) And the, the quote was, there's no sense in talking about yesterday because I'm a completely different person than I was then. Yes. And we can. Tying that into this idea that we are leading edge creators, that we are always innovating, always expanding, always moving forward. Um, One of the things I feel like we're moving out of is we have been living in for probably ever the fix it realm. Hmm. We're healers. We fix something. Hmm. Got to What's the problem? What's the promise? What's the fix? And once we fix that, now you got a new problem and we're going to get you a promise for that. And we're going to fix that. And we're moving out of that into the realm of, because there's no safety in that. It's like, oh my God, am I ever going to get fixed? Well, no, <laughs> because in all reality, there's nothing to fix. Are we going to expand? Yeah. Are we going to be more in five minutes? By the time this ends, We're going to be different people than we were when it started. Yep. And it's been so much fun. (laughs) This is how you want to live your life. Every rendezvous, even if it's something that normally you would go, there's something in it for your expansion. There's something in it for your growth. Or, and this was a life changer. Every now and then. Now, one of my pillars of life is the universe and everything in it is conspiring in my favor. Everything always works out for me. That That's just a belief. I had to instill it <laughs> and install it and um, maintain it. Repeat it enough. You know, so, but it's, it's there now. It's solid. So every now and then something will go wrong. Just wackadoodle. And so first, of course, because we're human, I go, whoa, okay, how, what am I doing? You know, am I out of alignment? What, you know, have I fallen off into Neverland? What's going on? And when all of that, I realize, no, I'm clear, I'm clear, I'm clear. Then I'm like, ah, I have been asked to be a cooperative part in that person's expansion today. Meaning, I'm one of the people that they're having this moment, existential crisis even, if you will, and I'm one of the people that the universe has sent to help them, Hmm. to stand with them, to, they're a diamond in the rough and they gotta get bumped up against me today, whatever. But the minute I remember, it's not me. I haven't done anything wrong. The universe didn't get up in the morning and forget about me today. Something else bigger is playing out here. It instantly calms me down. And I go, cool. I am more than willing to be a cooperative part in whatever is going on. I don't need to know what it is. I don't waste any energy or time trying to figure it out. But something's going on. I will stay centered. I'll stay at peace. I'll be calm. I will respond appropriately, not letting my boundaries get all run all over. But I will be, I'm willing to be a cooperative part in whatever's going on. So when you can get there, you're able to 
just float through life. Flow is, you know, the word we use, but you're really able, you're going to have your human minute. Um, I actually was discovered that I had a kidney cancer in 2020. Wow. And I, I think I said, I was, no, I'm not doing this. What? Just, ah. And I think it probably literally was maybe four minutes. And I just, so I felt the feelings. I don't want to do this. It, I, this is dumb. I'm, this is, I'm not, no, no, no. And then I went, well, guess I am. What do we do? Yeah. And then it was literally for, for someone who had their kidney removed, <laughs> it was smooth sailing. Just the, all the whole, everything was smooth sailing from there on out. Needed to be done. Okay. And the other side is when you can hold things loosely in that way, uh, it did not define me. It's just, it's this blip. It happened. Yeah, now we get to go down to the really pretty hospital that's like an art museum <laughs> every so many months and have blood drawn, you know. Um, so it's just another, you know, something we do. But it's it, it things quit being taken personally and meaning. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. Just, I don't know, maybe I was being a cooperative part for somebody else. I have no idea. <laughs> But you're going to have your human minute and don't fuss at yourself for that. Just laugh. Yeah. Uh, Abraham Hicks, my favorite phrase is you, you do something and you're like, Ooh, and then you're, Oh, there I am doing that thing. I do. There I am yeah. being human again. Golly gee, yeah. still human. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So we have to come to the end of this wonderful episode with Rosalind Warren as our guest. And we would like just for one minute or so, Rosalind, for you to say something that you believe the world needs to hear. <laughs> it may be so led, it may not be so led, depending on what lens they see it or hear it or feel it. But in a minute or so, summarize what you would say to the entire world as your parting message. It's my sole belief. No matter where you are or what's happening, you are perfect, whole, and complete. All the rest of this is going to work out. Amazing. Thank you so much. So, folks, there you have it. Rosalind Warren sharing her inspiration, her life, her experience, and giving us the opportunity to choose for ourselves the direction in which we feel we can go as we deal with all manners of procrastination and the different challenges that come across our lives on a daily basis. Remember, she's an intuitive wealth and abundance coach for soul-led CEOs. And CEOs not necessarily meaning of businesses, but of your personal life. So, Rosalind, at this moment, I want to help you a little bit by putting up some stuff there, but you tell the audience what is the most efficient and effective way that they can make contact with you for your services and your expertise. Mm. Uh, sacredlifemastery.art. Uh -huh. I have uh, I have a contact there, so that gets directly into my inbox. Right. And also there, you can pick up an assessment. It's called the Freedom Formula Assessment. And it gives you um, a bunch of little questions to see if goal trauma is even playing out in your life. Who uh, knows? You may not have it. But if you do, yeah. you'll recognize it in that assessment. And then it also tells you what you can do about it. So that's right. that's cool. And okay. down at the bottom of the home page is the dance journal. And that's free. Just sign up for it and you'll be be delivered right to you. So if that intrigued you about how to stop that monkey mind in your head and become a witness and then not allow it to have permits anymore, that's what you need is the dance journal. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that, Reslin. We really appreciate you and having you in our audience and in our studio as we come to the end of this wonderful program of the Breakout Room. So, 
Until next time, folks, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, your partner in health, happiness, and prosperity. And Rosalind Warren, your partner in leaving the procrastination to the procrastination and taking up the responsibility of making the decisions for yourself in this life. Yes. Godspeed. God bless. Shalom. Namaste. Bye for now. Until next time, folks. See you soon. Bye for now. Ha, ha, ha.